I don't understand like how just like buy a disc. Just buy the disc. They don't they don't are you joking? Episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 184. Why is Shane so aggressive? That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. I'm mad, like Mad Dog McCree, back at it again, aggressive as hell for the Geekscape Games podcast. I'm joined with the the downright dastardly digital Derek. Greetings. And the the justice eliminating Inu Josh Jackson. Are you okay? Uh, I'm aggressive. Why are Uh, you so aggressive? I also. Why did we title this episode that? It was so long ago that I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember either. Uh, Do we want to come up with a new new (laughs) new title? No, I want you to. I want you to tell us why you're so aggressive. I I I don't know. (laughs) You wrote the title. I mean, I must have felt some aggression from you. Uh, I feel like there was something in our our group chat where I was like, "Well, yeah. that was aggressive." I think you were you were you were asking me if I was able to be on this time, but the way you said it sounded more like a demand than a question. I think oh, that was what happened. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is uh, that is oh, also yeah yeah. I'm trying that. to yeah. I got to I got oh I got to scroll past the uh, uh, what do you call it the uh, Taylor Swift stuff. That we were, uh, there's we a st- lot of it so yeah there's a lot of know. t-swift going on yeah um and I, I i think that also uh, uh circles back around to uh derek wondering why he always titles the episodes and he's like you know you guys can do it do it too and then he just <laughs> again he just took it upon himself to title an episode and we don't we we've- i mean you could like change it i there's <laughs> If I look at this document right now, there is only one single line that wasn't written by me. Uh, so, so, like, please producer. do something, yeah. do You're something, do anything. I've I've been doing so yeah. much, and stuff. even my okay. line was written by Derek. Ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been doing so much stuff. This is why I'm aggressive because I'm so fucking tired. I am so goddamn tired, so goddamn tired. And so I've had zero opportunities to play any video games. Actually, I thought, no, that's I a thought, lie. That's a lie. I played Yakuza 6. We can't talk about that yet. June 1st, Xbox Game Passengers. Yeah. Yeah, June 1st. Uh, and I just played Strider 2 on my Sega Genesis MIDI while we're waiting for Josh. Because he's taken... Took, Strider took 2 on the Sega Genesis? <laughs> Timestamp. When was that? When did that... Oh, wait. Wasn't Strider 2 on PS1? I think it was just or the first you Strider it? you were playing, Shane. No, it was Strider 2. It said 2. All right. Is it yeah. modded? Uh, he, no, has, he has not modded it. It is not modded yet, much to the chagrin of uh, Digital Derek it's not, over here. I'm not chagrined about it. I don't really care what you do. <laughs> uh, obviously, you do care what I do, if, especially if we uh, if I don't write anything in the show oh. outline. So. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I just thought like, like with your AMD X sixteen hundred XT, 
like you wouldn't you would have so much time because you've been mining so much Ethereum that you like wouldn't have to have a job anymore and you could just play games all day. See, um, I'm I'm trying to be. A, a, I don't want to say adult, but I want to like I got a, a, my part time job back from Men's Warehouse and um, it fucking sucks, dude. It's <laughs> it sucks so bad. And so I have my, my normal real job and I'm not for what I'm doing for how much I'm working. I'm, I'm working like 30 hours a week at men's warehouse alone on top of my, that's the know. part-time job. Yeah. Um, so it sucks and it's not fun anymore and I haven't been able to play any video games. So I reduced my hours drastically gonna go a few more weeks and if it still sucks i'm gonna i'm gonna dip it's not worth the discount on clothes this is not it's not it's not worth the discount yeah just buy all your clothes for like the next year before you quit i could do that but but we have the spring the spring summer collection out i need (laughs) it what about the don't you you have like friends that work there and you could just use your friends discount yeah i could actually yeah i could do that now that i'm friends with everybody there i just go and be like hey i'll give me your discount yeah so i'm really old guy yeah, I will be the guy. So ultimately, the the only video gaming related content that I've consumed was a uh, reserve. Where I have an uh, I signed a NDA for this other podcast I'm on, so uh, <laughs> I can't talk about it until um, the uh, the agreement uh, drops. And uh, I can say that Strider Two on the second Genesis sucks. It was maybe the Genesis didn't have the best ports, so that's that's all I've been playing, boys. Your graphics card solid this week? I guess you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Yeah, maybe it's I wouldn't know. It was yeah. great when I played Yakuza. I would love to talk about Yakuza. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, your graphics card debacle on uh, uh, the the main Geekscape the main geekscape show this past week uh oh really i haven't i haven't listened to it yet yeah we talk about you we talk about carlos there's a lot of good stuff in there so you should probably jump into that i have time to listen to podcasts don't you have to drive to work that is i since the pandemic started my i used to listen to so many podcasts and now i almost don't listen to any because i never i very rarely leave the house i very rarely get to drive and if i do drive it's like five minutes to the store that's close to me um so i really like i hate driving and i hate having to drive to places but i miss listening to so many podcasts for sure yeah it's it's kind of weird listening to podcasts at home if you're not doing something totally i cannot do it or while i'm working if if i'm trying to do it while i'm working and i work on the computer um i i find i have no idea what i'm doing on the computer but i also have no idea what's what's happening in the podcast at that point like i can't pay attention to both of them at once hey two negatives make a positive right yeah, yeah. That's right, so that's you're, you're, po- you're positively becoming unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I've got to start mining Ethereum. Hey, dude. What was your graphics think... card again? <laughs> I think we're all going to be on the unemployment side of things pretty soon. I'm on my way out of my current job, too. So, oh, so more time. Uh, this is uh, the, the uh, Geekscape uh, Games. Um, welfare office special edition. <laughs> Wait, what am I, what am I saying? I have three jobs right now. I just don't have any time to do any of my own stuff. I'm, do you guys want? To, okay, one of you can have my DJing job. The other one can work at Men's Warehouse. I could DJ. Well, you could DJ. Some, get some tea. Yeah, T-Swift. I have I have enough retail experience. I could do Men's Warehouse. That's easy. And term- I get a, and I'll get a twenty five percent cut of everything you take home. <laughs> In terms of DJing, if this is going to work out, like. 
I, I'm not really into electronic music. Do you? Is it all electronic music or like? I mean, they're MP3s. You could just you could just turn on. Spotify <laughs> I mean, like genre wise. I don't mean like is it uh, is the music in a, in an electronic format. I mean, like genre wise, Shane. <laughs> I mean, when you're playing at a bar, how much Taylor Swift is acceptable um, while the, DJing? Because uh, if the answer is anything less than only, I'm probably out. We, we could probably well, do a, a T Swift v Kesha night. Uh, I'd be down. Yeah, what were you saying, Josh? And I was just gonna say you got to mix in Olivia Rodrigo with that too. That's like the new Taylor Swift. Pretty They're much. like, aren't they like best friends right now too? So, uh, that's what the marketing says, or so I hear. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Did you know that I'm best friends with Olivia Rodrigo? Are you really? Did not really, but no. <laughs> um, la- last year for my birthday, I went to a. High School Musical, the musical, the oh, series. I remember you posting pictures about that. Is she from that? Um, yeah, and like the if whole cast said, was if there. You said and... no, I was gonna lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I just wanted to I tell you about only... the musical I went to. No, no, it was like it was the season finale from Disney Plus, and they were having like celebrations and or whatever at the Disney store, and it landed on my birthday. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. Let's check it out. Like, and so we went to the mall. And keep in mind, they were doing this around the country. So it ended up just being completely random that they ended up having the cast show up at the one that I was at. No way. And they did like this whole impromptu meet and greet. And we sat completely in a circle. Completely random that the cast would show up at the Hollywood one. Well, this is actually not the Hollywood one, which was okay. weirder. <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense because it was the Glendale one and the Disney <laughs> studios are like the city yeah. down from that. But then again, like who knows? Who knows what they're doing? But it's, it, yeah. it's, it sounds like you know exactly what they're doing. You pieced it together just now. Mm-hmm. The Glendale yeah, store right next door to Disney. Yeah, the the everything just kind of came together a year and a half later. But it was great. I think I'm pretty sure I was the only person there above 20, let alone 30. Um, but... <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how I feel when I go to Taylor Swift concerts. So <laughs> Okay, cool. So, so I have someone I could relate to. Yeah, <laughs> I think the cast members were the oldest people there besides me. And the oldest one was like 19. <laughs> all right all right shouts out epstein <laughs> oh my god like you always say derek never mind <laughs> never mind this is this is a clean podcast i was gonna I, i'm very tired i think you used up all the vulgarities last episode so dude uh i do i want i want to sincerely apologize for the profanities the profanities it was yeah, uh there was a lot it was you know, it was it wasn't rough, but it, I was I was full of vigor and energy and, and aggression. Aggression. <laughs> there you go. There it is. All right, that's it. That wrap up the episode. Thanks for coming by, everybody. We did it. We did it. Josh, Josh, tell us tell us uh, about what's been going on for you in the 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 digital games space in the last few uh, few weeks, but a month. I gotta remember how many. It's been it's been about a month since you've been on. Yeah, since something like that. On. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I haven't. I'm in a similar spot. I haven't been playing a whole lot because uh, work's been pretty crazy. Uh, but I have tried to find time to play a few things. I rushed through Final Fantasy IX before uh, Game Pass, Ooh. before it got taken down from Game Pass. Um, I got the Excalibur II sword, which I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with that whole thing. But no, you, you had to basically beat the game in less than 12 hours and you get it right before the last boss. It's the strongest sword in the game. But to get it naturally, it's just really, it's like almost impossible and not fun at all. There, this is, there's this whole like process you have to go through because the yeah. normal, you know, the normal game's like 40, 50 hours and you're supposed to yeah. do it in 12. So 
but do, uh, but give, uh, give, give me the elevator pitch on the process because I, I i love stuff like this um wasn't there a easter egg in final fantasy 7 that was found like a couple years ago or was that final fantasy 6 there was a, a, a final fantasy game that was hella old and they just found an easter egg but it was rigged really obtuse like you got to go talk to a guy then go inspect a chest but not take the item out of the chest and then go talk to another guy oh that, really? that i don't know um yeah well, no yes this uh, this is confirmed there was a easter egg in seven or six that was you know so but uh, tell me confirmed about this. easter egg in one final fantasy game <laughs> you heard it here no this one in particular the method that i saw in guides and stuff it was like you can't get into any random encounters so if you get into too many you just restart the game um like you can't really level up but there's like tricks you could do with the mechanics i guess where you could still get through mandatory fights without being leveled up at all Mm. and just certain things like that but the ps4 and xbox versions have cheats that you can turn on where you can turn the speed up by like five times like the speed that the game moves at yeah oh wow and when you when you raise the speed in these versions it doesn't affect the play the the play time yeah and the the sword unlock goes by the play time so i ended up just doing it that oh, way oh no way yeah so i finally got it even though it wasn't the like quote-unquote legitimate way but that's the only way i'm ever yeah. gonna try and ultimately it's it kind of pointless because you get it yeah. at the very end of the game and you can't leave the last dungeon so you can literally only use it uh, against the last boss and that's it yeah does it like kill him extra fast or something um <laughs> what do you th- what do you think i don't know maybe what do you, well, the strongest sword in the game well does well, it I mean, kill him extra fast well, the funny thing is the answer is actually no in a way because see Shane, it was a valid cause, question because there's a there's a damage cap, right? And there's like a million other more efficient, less stressful ways to raise your stats to mm. where you can max out your damage counter. So like even once you equip that sword, there's still only so much damage you could do in one turn. Yeah. And another one of the cheats uh, in the game is that sense. you can max out your damage just from the start. So it it's kind of just to say you have it and there was an achievement for it. So that's pretty much why I did it. <laughs> and they've got that. Uh, you said you're playing on Xbox because it was leaving Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you use the Xbox rewards at all, but they've got this like punch card right now where you just get as many rewards points as you get achievement points for like the next little while. Oh, it's, like, shit. Pretty cool. Yeah, I used I was keeping an eye out for the next time they were going to do that, but I didn't see that they did that recently. So. Yeah, it started like a week ago, I think. Oh, see, I haven't been paying um, attention because of work, but yeah. damn it. Now, yeah, but either way, that game has like 51 achievements and they're all really hard to get. So it's not like oh, I beat okay. the whole so game and got that, that sword much. and only had like 100 achievement points. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, damn. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine. Is that the one where you fight like the Lypha tree or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. So <laughs> I rented Final Fantasy Nine once and I was trying to rip through it super quick because it was like a three day rental or something like that. Right. And this is this is like on PS1 and I'm pretty sure I just remember I ha- like it's a terrible memory and I don't remember anything from my childhood basically except for this <laughs> and the the life of tree I think it's right at the start of the second disc of Final Fantasy 9 when you're playing on PlayStation 1 and so I remember like because I was trying to rush through it so fast I was skipping like running away from every battle like skipping so much and I'm in the dungeon or whatever that you fight the life of tree and it's right at the beginning of the disc. And I'm like at a save point, like right before you fight the thing. And I'm so under leveled that it just murders me in like 
you know, like a couple of hits, like my whole party's dead and there's no way to go back from there because of where I am in the game. And the fact that I just put the second disc in, like there's no, I can only load my save. And so that is as far as I ever progressed in that game because I only rented it for three days and I didn't have time to go back and start it again. <laughs> um, and I haven't played it since. And I don't think I could because I don't know that turned me was off it, a bit. Yeah. Was this, was well, this I mean, if you ever get the after... chance, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Shane. Uh, Oh, I was just going to say, was this before or after the TV was thrown down the hallway? Uh, that was Final Fantasy VII, so this would have been after. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I was going to say, if you ever do get a chance, though, like nine Shout out in to my opinion. Right. <laughs> and that extra TV she had to buy. But no, um, I was just going to say nine. It was a in... CRT. It was a CRT. It, it survived. Oh, oh, yeah. They don't make them like they used to. That's a strong Canadian mother right there to chunk a CRT down. It was like a 13 inch CRT. So, I mean, okay. All right. Have you ever picked up a 13 inch CRT? Uh, Not in a lot of years. Yeah. 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 Drinking all that that syrup and sucking down some Molson. (laughs) I drank a lot of Kool-Aid as a child and as an adult, but a different, (laughs) whole different kind of (laughs) Kool-Aid as an adult. (laughs) What other kind of Kool-Aid is there? Extra sugar? I mean, the great thing about Kool-Aid is that you can put as much sugar in as you want, and it just like becomes part of the the you know the beverage, the juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the juice. The ju- I've never <laughs> I've never heard Kool-Aid referred to as juice or the juice, let alone juice. Yeah, the, the juice. juice. Yeah, it's Canada, man. Yeah, man, you got to take the Kool-Aid when you can get it. <laughs> no. But I was going to say, if you ever get a chance to go back to nine, I think nine is one of the best ones. So it's worth I would I would I honestly would like to. It's like a 50 plus hour game feels like a big commitment, but I just started the Mass Effect hey, trilogy. In, so I guess in 12. So. Right. Yeah. Mm. Turn on the cheats, but, though. That that's that's true. You could if you're playing it well, at five times speed. The the funny thing is, I almost thought I got in a similar situation to you, Derek, because even though my stats were all boosted because of cheating, um, once you get to the close to the end there's like this whole dramatic scene where it's just the main character by himself and i was getting to the point where the enemies had more than the damage cap in total health so i needed at least two turns to kill him instead of one but since i had pretty much skipped every battle except the boss battles he couldn't withstand a hit and like it was scripted where he had to withstand like one or two hits like yeah so like he couldn't like his team would come back to save him but he had to withstand like one or two turns and I figured out a way to do it, but I got like six game overs in a row and I was really scared for a while because I thought I was going to be in a position where I wouldn't be able to live long enough to be able to get to the next like scripted part. But it ended up working out, thankfully. But but yeah, aside from that, yeah, like I haven't cash those points in for prizes. Yeah, I know. But the stupid thing about that is you have to activate the punch card. Like the very first time I saw the promotion, I thought it was automatic and I built up like 3000 achievement points. Then I went back to the punch card and saw it still said zero. <laughs> oh, no. So punch the punch cards are messed. Some of them are messed. I've just started doing this recently, but some of them are messed up right now in that there's one for Resident Evil Village and also one for Mass Effect Legendary Edition where you like activate the punch card and then you have to get like a few achievements or something and then you get like 250 or 500 points or something. Mm-hmm. And on both of those, I have the second part where it's like, oh, get it, get this many achievements in the game. So I've completed that. That's got a check mark. I cannot actually like activate the punch card. Like you hit activate and it just doesn't do anything. And I've tried multiple like days. I've tried multiple consoles because I have multiple Xboxes. Like it's just broken. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
like i don't know i've noticed that a lot of those are pretty glitchy if anyone doesn't know what uh, the boys are talking about, um, you can get Microsoft Bing rewards points that you can then cash in for like gift cards and like entries like and raffles. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. What? <laughs> oh, what? Probably, did you not? Did you not hear that? The big buzzer go off. I heard kind of a. Vi- I th- it sounded like a phone vibrating or something. Oh no! It was my wa- my dryer. Oh. Oh. See, the joke was funny if you could hear it. <laughs> no, I didn't hear anything. I so I thought you were just funny. cutting us off, and I thought you were just tired of the show and were like quitting mid. <laughs> yeah, I got recording. I, got, I have two podcasts to do, uh, three jobs. Um, uh, it's just it's just too much, and Strider yeah. Two sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of it's a kind of stuff that would make someone really aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh. But yeah, aside from Final Fantasy Nine, I played like an hour of Pokemon Snap and thought it was really boring, so I quit. You thought and Pokemon Snap was really boring? Because it, the progression and leveling up takes so long. It's like I played the same, the first level like seven times before, and it still didn't unlock any new stages, so I got so, really tired of it. Okay, so I know nothing about the new Pokemon Snap, and I, all I know is that I loved and played so much of the old Pokemon Snap, and I'm super interested in the new one, but I just haven't looked at it at all. So yeah. it's Shane, your dryer needs you. <laughs> um, so I don't remember having to like get enough, get a certain amount of points to unlock levels in the first one, or was it just really easy? Um, I, if I remember correctly, it's been forever since I played the first one, totally. but I think the very first time you play the first level, you only have your camera. And then when you beat it, they give you the apples. And then when you beat like the second level, it gives you the pester balls, but after that, that's like everything that you need. And as long as you get enough points, you can advance to the okay. next stage, if I remember correctly. And of course, uh, part of the problem with that is it made the game really short because you could end up beating the game in like two or three hours. Oh, it was so short. Yeah. But this one kind of has the opposite problem where it's like you have like an actual level up bar now. Mm. And it's like when you level up a certain amount, then you unlock the apples and then you level up a certain amount and then you unlock another st- and then you unlock the same stage, but at night and then uh Oh, then really? you level up a certain well, amount, then you unlock the same stage, but even later at night. And each time is like, <laughs> if, like different Pokemon show up at different times of day, but the map's the same. And like, I heard that it takes about 10 or 12 hours to beat this game. So that's like four times the length of the first wow, one. Yeah. But it also seems like it's really padded and drawn out. Like there's this artificial barrier that's forcing you to play the same level, like, 13 times before they finally give you a new item or give you a new stage to explore. So, Oh, this sounds not good. Yeah. So I'm like early into it. I mean, for all I know, maybe the progression gets better or faster once you get further in the game. But it was one of those things where I started falling asleep playing it and was like, all right, let me put this down and go back to it later. And it's been like three weeks and later hasn't come yet. So, (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, but like the main one that I, wanted to talk about just because I was a hassle getting the stupid game was uh, ReZero. What's the whole title? ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, The Prophecy of the Throne. That is the whole title of one game, a yes. single game. Revengeance. So it's it's based off of the uh, anime and uh, novel series that I've really fallen in love with. It's prob- like during quarantine, one of the, our things is that we caught up on a ton of anime that we never watched. Nice. And out of everything I watched, I thinking that might be my favorite uh it's just this show about like this kid who gets transported from like japan to like some fantasy world or whatever 
which is like a million other shows that exist. But like the whole <laughs> the whole like caveat behind it is that uh, he has this power to he calls it return by death. So it's like he's just a normal guy without any powers or anything. But when he gets killed, he gets reset to a certain point in time and he retains all of his memories and like conversations and stuff that he had with other characters. So it's almost like a choose your own adventure book where he keeps trying to make the best decisions to get the results that he wants while like protecting all of his friends and that kind of stuff. Mm. So and the game, the show like really takes advantage of the fact that the character can keep dying and coming back because some of his deaths are like they they really don't skimp on the gore <laughs> and the violence sometimes, which is a sharp contrast to the kind of the tone of the show. But it's really interesting, but that's all kind of just a setup for the game where it it's kind of mostly a visual novel. And then at certain points, it switches over to like a strategy RPG section. Okay. <laughs> and so I've been I've been waiting to get the game for a while, but it was it cost way too much. Like the collector's edition was 90 bucks and, you know, it's an anime license game. So I'm not expecting it to be any good at all, really. But oh, yeah. That just sense. because. Yeah, the collector's like just, edition was ninety dollars. That's like a regular game price here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's honestly like probably like sixty dollars too much as it is. But oh wow! <laughs> but like, I wanted, I was waiting forever for it to go on sale, and it wouldn't do it. So I finally just bit the bullet and bought the game on Sunday. And then, sure enough, on Monday I see that it was like thirty dollars off the next day. Damn. But <laughs> so that sucked. But I mean, luckily I was able to price match it, so it worked out. But it was just annoying because I, I was trying to avoid that whole process. But so, but like, I've <laughs> are you put, still are you still in the Best Buy Gamers Club? No, mine expired. Be, um, only a couple like my expiration date was only a couple months after they announced it and I couldn't extend it in time, which sucked because I was I saw it on sale like a month before they canceled it. And I was expect I was telling myself, oh, just renew it, just renew it. And I uh, could have got another extra year out of it. Mm-hmm. yeah i know well uh, some of my friends who had really long terms left i heard that they started just flat out canceling people's and refunding them oh no way yeah so like if they had a year left they would just pay them back however much a year costs and just disable yeah. it um <laughs> but but yeah the game itself so far is cool like it's fully voice acted in both english and japanese and i've watched the show at this point in both languages so i've been kind of switching back and forth while i play um the gameplay is kind of similar to the show where it's kind of like Phoenix Wright in a way where in the visual novel aspects, you gather items and information. And then once you get to the battle, was it, if was you that get a loony or a toonie? What's that? <laughs> was that a loony Sorry. or a toonie you just dropped? Uh, it was a, a ring. Oh. <laughs> Your ring? Oh, wait, you're not married. No, I'm not married. It was a ring. It's just a ring. <laughs> Seven rings, 27 rings. It's Ariana Grande. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Shang Chi. <laughs> like, what? I don't even remember how many rings that is, but um, but yeah, but it's so far it's pretty cool. Where it's like if you go into the battles, the more information you have, the more options you'll have when you're fighting. Oh, that's and then cool. If, if you get killed, like on the show, you go back in time to a certain point, and then you get the opportunity to gather more information for when you go back into it again. But and the cool thing is that. The game acknowledges when you die, so it's not like it's not just like a strict, uh, straightforward game over where you're reloading the save. It's like the character will remember that, like, oh, I died, and then some of the dialogue will be different because he'll remember certain things that everyone else doesn't. So, so oh, far it's pretty. That's yeah, pretty cool. so, so far it's pretty interesting. 
the visual novel aspect's a lot more fun than the combat so far. The combat honestly kind of sucks. It feels like they slapped mm-hmm. it together just to be able to call it a video game. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, like it's been really cool so far, and I'm hoping to be able to finish it within the next week or two because I'm really into the characters in the world and I'm excited to have an when, excuse when to play more of it. When you finish a game like that, I when you finish a game like that, is that something that you like? Do you hang on to all of that stuff, or do you try to resell it? Or oh, oh no, I was just talking to like our friends how we were, we were talking earlier how you know it was Megan's birthday earlier, so we were going out earlier. Um, we were just talking about that, how I just don't get rid of anything. Yeah. So I have this whole shelf full of like C- collector's editions and stuff. Case in point, us. <laughs> yeah, of course. You guys would be the last things I gave away. Aw. Fuck you, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've never done a podcast with her, so that goes to, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, Derek's done a, a podcast with, with his fiance. I've done podcasts with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I know. See, that just goes to show. Yeah, goes goes to show. Um, uh, uh, high School Musical. It's not, it mu- was High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best show on Disney Plus. Okay. All right. I concede. <laughs> I, I, it- I, I. I. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say I want to. I actually want to do a legitimate review of the uh, briefs. Uh, f- snippet of Strider Two I've played. Um, the the music was was it it sounded like a bit crushed like OPL three sound card from DOS. There was no sound effects that the enemies gave off when they uh, fired their weapons or died. Um, you could only attack left or right. There was no diagonal or down, and the um uh the health pots and the little robot walking robots look almost exactly the same. So I kept dying by thinking I was about to pick up some health, but it was a really, it was a crawly bot. So that's my review of Strider two. There you go. Excellent. So I'm, I'm just looking at the games that are included with the Sega Genesis mini. And I'm pretty, pretty sure you were just playing Strider because Strider two is nowhere to be found. I think Strider 2 came out on the PlayStation. Which is what we said at the beginning of the show. I could have uh, Strider 2. No, Strider 2. Strider 2 was a, both a 1990 video game, but also a 1999 video game. Maybe it meant Strider also. <laughs> Strider also. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the two-player co-op version. Strider 2. Uh, and I'm just confirming one more time. I mean, I could just turn the. No, nope, no, nope. it was Strider. It was not Strider Two. All right, well, hold on. I'm turning my. What if you're playing a different game? Well, I don't. Well, yeah. Virtual Fighter Two was it? Virtual yeah. Fighter Two, Shining Force Two, Road Rash Two. Hold all of on. these. You got all of these twos, but Strider's not one of them. Angry right, Magical Mirror with starring Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Two. Hold on. Oh, 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 it's Strider 1. It's right next to Space Harrier 2. <laughs> yeah, I told you. <laughs> I got... <laughs> so, so uh, Strider 2, the... um, um. So you're not a Strider fan, is what you're saying. 
<laughs> no, no. Maybe it gets better in the sequel. Okay. <laughs> I've yet they, to play it. They added that downward slash. <laughs> uh, was that everything that you've been playing, Josh? Or is there anything else? No, that was it. That was it. Shane, you've got nothing. Um. Yeah. Check out uh, Xbox Game Passengers next month, and then um, June first. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have some more games under under my belt. Um, because I want to. Uh, I've desperately been wanting to play more Forza, and uh, I just found out that uh, Hellblade is on Game Pass, so I really want to play that. So yeah, definitely. There's an Xbox Game Passengers episode about that too. Oh, yeah. I'll have to check yeah, it, Hellblade's check it excellent out. if you get a chance to yeah, Hellblade get through excellent. it. It's funny because schizophrenia runs in my family, so explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a schizophrenia uh, sim simulator. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you guys both have ta- talked about the lack of games that you've been playing. I feel like I've been playing so many games recently. In that, even over the past like couple of episodes, it's like I finished like Fallout Four and I finished Resident Evil Seven, and now we're coming in this episode and. Uh, I have both purchased and finished Resident Evil Village, um, which just I, I think it came out since we last recorded and it was so good. It, you you guys haven't played this or you would have mentioned it. I'm sure. Is that correct? Is that <laughs> yeah. a correct assumption? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have I have a, 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 I want I have a couple of questions. I yeah. want to play this game. Do I need to play seven before I play eight? Yes or no? Uh, I would suggest it because it is, it is, it is like a direct sequel to seven. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Say less. All right. Yeah. So yes. Comma, yeah. I won't, yeah comma, I would say yes. Uh, all the gameplay footy I've seen, it, it feels like, um, is it a lot of like sneaky, sneaky, like you're like, like amnesia or like thief? No, or, it's okay. not. Okay, because no. I've I've seen a lot of like, oh, I'm waiting behind this couch for someone to walk by, and there's there, like, oh. like there's a couple of well, and so I really liked when when I played this because I had just finished Resident Evil Seven, and Resident Evil Seven feels like much more of a slow burn type game, and it's way excuse me, way more horror oriented, I would say. Um, and then jumping right into Resident Evil Eight, it's a much much more action oriented title, um, like like substantially more action oriented. Okay. And I think that which I don't know which one I prefer. I don't know which like I don't know if I prefer that kind of more like slow, stealthy, slow burn of Resident Evil Seven or the more action heavy Resident Evil Village. Um, but I feel like because I had just played Seven, it made me especially enjoy the pace and everything like that of village had village been another slow burn. It might've felt like too much at like, just because of the recency of playing resident evil seven, but it's very, it's well, and I played it on, I played it on PS five. So it's, it's gorgeous. Um, you know, especially like they, they have ray tracing and stuff turned off by default because it does, it can lead to some frame dips, which I didn't actually find noticeable that often. Um, but everything from like the lighting and, and the, uh, the, the RE engine is just, I think a gorgeous, uh, like very well done. And how, the game, how is yeah. the rate, the ray tracing on, on the, the PS five, because the, the, the real time ray tracing, um, uh, I don't know, algorithm formula, yeah. um, hasn't been fully implemented on the PC side of it, uh, with AMD's graphics cards. Okay. Um, their real time ray tracing on the PC side is kind of like too lackluster and to be desired. How is it, um, 
because it, they're they're AMD processors and yeah. GPUs. What's it what's it's, it like on the on the console? So I know that a lot of the games that have supported it on the console, it's like they'll do like ray traced lighting or shadows or something, but often lack those often are, not refra- those are, reflections. Those are the 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 two things you can ray trace. Uh, can you, you can retrace reflections as well? I believe can you not? That's I believe that's a different thing. Okay, I don't know. It, it looks noticeably better with it on versus with it off, and it's a flashy buzzword. So um, you know, it looks real good. Uh, <laughs> Resident it, the the game honestly like like I went to Michaela at one point, and she's like not she would not be she's not interested in this type of game and i was like put on this headset and just walk around the village for a few minutes like take a look at stuff and just like the detail in everything that's around you and the 3d audio in this game is just phenomenal as well um and so she's just like walking around and just like just listening to like the birds that are above you and like looking at like the thing you know the the like lanterns and like the the detail in some of the buildings and stuff in this game and and going up to like duke who's like the the kind of salesperson in this game uh kind of akin to like the the dude in resident evil 4 um you know it's, it's so detailed uh but i i loved the game i finished it in like you know it dropped on the friday and i finished it by like the sunday night type thing i couldn't put it down um really really good action they've they've fixed some of the i like i found the and i talked about this last episode i found some of the combat or a lot of the combat in resident evil 7 to be pretty clunky and i felt like i would mess it up a lot to the point where i would like get hit by one of the stupid like oil looking molded dude and dudes and just like restart to my last save because i was like i used too much ammo and i got hit too many times and so it's gonna mess me up later and then you know i ended the game with like a million bullets but um it feels way smoother and i don't know it's just like this this could be one of the like i mean we're only in may but this is the best game i've played this year so far for sure really um, yeah i loved this like this the story and it, it it's one of those things it doesn't take itself too seriously the series always has a certain level of campiness and i really really enjoyed that um and i kind of love like the village kind of acts as this hub and you know it's kind of the for one of the first areas that you go in but then there's lots to explore in there as well and some of it is like kind of locked until later in the game but they, there's kind of um without getting into like any spoiler territory there's kind of the village and then there's kind of four main kind of areas or biomes in the game and they all play oh, and feel very very different um and just seeing their reactions online to some of it after, um, you know, after finishing the game, like some of people, a lot of people are saying that this game as action heavy as it is also has some of like the scariest moments in Resident Evil history type thing. So um, if you're a fan of the series at all, if seven turned you off because it was too slow or because you didn't like the combat, you know, this has been compared to Resident Evil four a lot. And, and I feel like that is very, very fitting. Um, How's uh, the, the, the uh, big mommy milkers from the vampire lady. Well, you know, I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. You're, <laughs> it's a weird question. Not enjoyable. Uh, I mean, she's trying to kill you for the like entire portion that, yeah, of the yeah. game that she's in. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so it's a win. Yeah. yeah. So, so what? So it's a win win. It's a win. win. Um, yeah, I, you know, 
was hoping that somebody else would have played it, but <laughs> Shane. Uh, hey, man, I've been no, busy playing Strider 2. Yeah, for five minutes <laughs> while we waited for Josh. Um, no, it's great, though. I fully recommend it. Aside from that, I've been you know talking for months about how excited I was for Mass Effect Legendary Edition to finally come out. Mass Effect Legendary Edition finally dropped this past Friday, um, and it's great. It's... Uh, I I've played it to the point where I finished Re- Resident Evil. I finished Mass Effect one and I'm like 10 hours or so into Mass Effect two, which is a crazy amount. Like I very often I'll like play a game for like an hour and then I won't play anything for like days or something like that. But I've not been able to put this down. Um, the changes, you know, it looks, it looks dated but it still looks quite good you know they've upped it to 4k at 60 frames or up to 120 frames if you're playing on the xbox series x um i have nothing to compare it to in terms of i've never played the first mass effect before but apparently they fixed a ton of the clunkiness it still feels clunky and it still feels dated but it feels totally playable uh and the story was interesting enough that it was worth pushing through the clunkiness what do you think of the music the music, I the, the music's been the music's really good. I loved the like weird little elevator music and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that just like I don't know, it seems to play whenever you step in the elevator. Are, are those elevators still like I wouldn't say prohibitively, but are they like overly long? Long. You yeah. can actually, in most cases, you can skip them. Um, you, like sometimes you won't want to because you're. It's like the one place where it seems like your characters converse sometimes outside of uh, the the Normandy, um, but you can you can generally just like skip a lot of them. It still has. It's interesting because it still seems like the load times in this game they're very fast, but they still seem like longer than what what we might be accustomed to at this point for for these these consoles. Um, because the elevator, I mean, the elevators scene, sometimes they don't talk and it largely is just like a, a hidden loading screen. And they seem they seem longer than they should be for, for something like that. And that said, at the same time, if you are fast traveling, say, around the Citadel, it's like a second and a half to, to fast travel wherever you want to go type thing. Follow up question. Yeah. Compared to Andromeda. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad <laughs> you asked. Um, it's interesting. Like Andromeda is just so much the story is a lot better um that said the story in andromeda was choose your next words next <laughs> the story words in andromeda it. was meant to be a first step and i was really excited to see where they where they would follow up with that we're never going to see that now um you know this very much felt like that as well that said like the the, the whole it, it's it's you can probably talk about mass effect these days right it's been 14 years since it came out like we're yeah. not super worried about spoilers you know the whole reaper thing is way more interesting than the archon thing from mass effect andromeda um and Saren is super fucking cool and uh uh like the the squad i really liked the squad in this game as well i really like the squad in in mass effect andromeda also but like you know, people like rex and uh uh liara and all of these characters are just seem really cool i missed some things though i i feel i do feel like the combat in andromeda is way more modern and i really miss like the jetpack and like the dodge moves and stuff that you have in mass effect andromeda um managing the powers and stuff is better in mass effect 2 but in mass effect 1 it feels it just like breaks the flow of combat because nothing's like mapped to controller buttons like you have to like 
hold the right bumper pretty much anytime you want to do anything. And then like it pauses the fight and then you like send out your power or whatnot. It really like, it, it just feels like it breaks things up. Yeah. Um, I also really liked in, in Andromeda, Oh, the like the Mako sections where you just like land on these planets and like, Oh, there's like a thing you're looking for over here. Like they're really boring. Um, for the most part, there's a couple that are interesting, but also a lot of the planets you're landing on the buildings. Once you go inside the buildings, they're all the exact same layout. Um, so that f- got really boring because it's like you have a different objective, but you're pretty much just doing the same thing over and over again. I didn't feel that same monotony in Andromeda. Um, and uh, oh, I missed in the vehicle sections, which I, I'm, I haven't felt like there haven't really been any in Mass Effect 2 at this point. There's a lot of them in the first game. In, in Andromeda, it was really like beneficial to take different squad members with you because they actually, as you're driving around the planet, they interact and they tell stories. And I loved that aspect of it. And in this game, it's just complete silence. Like they don't talk at all when you're, when you're driving around. And it kind of made me wonder like, you know, you have a squad of however many people, but if I was just getting, I was just taking the two people I liked the best all the time. Like they all felt totally fine in combat. I like these two the best. They're not talking. I'm not getting any additional context out of the, someone else being with me. So why wouldn't I just take the people I like the best um, Two, you know, two is making these characters more interesting. I, I was, didn't feel the same. I don't know care for a lot of the squad mates in one as i did in andromeda um and in two it's two is better before that as as kind of shocked as i was to see the squad not carry over which i don't know why i expected them to but i just did um the the missions to get your new squad members in mass effect 2 are way better than they were in one one it just kind of felt like it was like oh go to this place and then they were like oh hey you want to squad up and they were like yeah and here you actually have to do something um and the stories for those are quite interesting but also this one seems to have in you know seems to introduce like the squad loyalty missions which were some of my favorite missions excuse me from andromeda as well and so did to you, get did those you, did you kill rex no i did not kill rex okay no i didn't actually because i have one of my close friends is um a big mass effect plant big mass effect fan and is also playing through the games again um and after he knew I finished it, he was like, did, did Rex make it? Did Rex survive? And I was like, I didn't know that him dying was an option. Uh, and then he explained to me where it happens. And I guess I just made the right choices. But um, yeah, it's too, too, obviously, like they've really revamped a lot. And and it feels like a much better game. One had so much annoying stuff in terms of like the like hacking mini game was like super lame and just like so boring to do over and over again and uh and it felt like every four seconds it's like here's nine new guns and most of them are the same or worse guns than the guns you already have but they're just going to be in your equipment now until you like decide to sell them or trash them and you know so you have like 40 like like reaper one or whatever the like guns guns names are and um i found that really annoying two almost doesn't have enough of that because it's just like you just you have one gun and then once you find the better version of that, it's just automatically there and there's no equipment to manage otherwise. So it almost doesn't feel like there's enough to do uh, in that regard. I don't know. I'm loving it though. Like the story is fantastic. I've been just like ripping through it as, as fast as I can. I, you know, I, it, luckily it came out like, 
it came out on the Friday and Michaela started a set of work on uh, uh, the Saturday. So like sat all day Saturday, all day Sunday, she was uh, at work and then a Monday set night of, set of work. Yeah, it's called a set because uh, she is a nurse and they do sets of here. You're going to work four days and now you're going to have four days off and now you're doing another set, you know, so set set a set st- stint a set a set a leg um huh i've i've never heard it called a set so i'm just oh like... yeah i think that's a pretty like standard term for that here okay i've heard like like <laughs> like legs like you know two on two on two off kind of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah okay exactly okay. Like that. <clears throat> uh yeah i think it's Again, it's tough because I never played the originals. I think that they, especially two you so far. You are playing the originals. Well, I, I mean the original <laughs> releases. Uh, I'm so happy that they're in 60 frames per second. And, I, and I'm and i so happy of like for the 4K and the textures and everything like that. They seem to run really, really well. Um, the, the first one would chug. It was a chug. Story. I heard it was like 20 frames per second or less on 360 at times. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah like I... I mean, at at the time, I'm sure I would have played it and enjoyed it. I don't know why I never played the series. I think the first one was only on 360 for quite some time, right? No, it was a dual release. Uh, no, the first one was Xbox exclusive. It was started yeah. with two that was multi-platform. Right. And then I really think had the first that like, one... interactive comic thing for PlayStation where you could make the important choices, right? Yeah, and then I don't think part one showed up on PlayStation until they came out with that first trilogy where it yeah. kind of bundled everything together. Yeah. So I, th- I think I ignored it cause I was a PlayStation player and I was like, and then mass effect two came out and I was like, I don't want to start a story with number two, like Shane did with the divergent movies <laughs> or strider <laughs> or strider. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been a blast. I, as a new player, again, I, think that you have to prepare yourself for a bunch of clunkiness and and a bunch of dated feeling with the first game the second game feels much more modern um but the story is super interesting and i i would definitely recommend it to anyone and it seems like a great value like it's yeah i mean i mean i'm speaking in canadian dollars but it was like 80 dollars for the trilogy um mm. yeah and it's been it's been great so far so i so- can't wait to see what happens next i also like i don't know how i made it this long I have no idea. I had no idea about the plot of the first game and I have no idea what's going to happen next. And so to, to be jumping into a game this old for the first time and have no clue where it's going to go, I think is fantastic. And, and um, you know, I I'm making the choices that I feel like are best and, and maybe they are, and maybe they aren't, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And it's just been great. So. so, so you said you finished the first game, right? I finished the first game and I'm about 10 or so hours into the I'm like in the second game, the the elusive man like sends you to to recruit a bunch of people. And then you're like, oh, cool, I got them. And he's like, oh, here's a handful more. I'm at the point where he gave me like more people to recruit. Right. OK. Now, I just yeah. wanted to ask as far as part one, did you actually fight Saren at the end or did you get him to kill himself? He killed himself. Well, and then you fight him anyway. But yeah, he he did shoot himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like. At first, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I wonder if that's based on, like, the things that I said to him. And then he, like, and then and then uh, Sovereign, like, you know, goes in his body or whatever. And <laughs> goes in his body. Possesses him. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, yeah, dude. Why don't so you go I totally play some pi- Strider 2 or something? I picked up this drunk chick and I told him, go, go to the horse place and play some Strider 2, will you? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, she's all night. No. I was going in her body. 
the horse place was a, <laughs> a, a throwback to an old episode of Geekscape Games, and yeah. you laughed super hard because when like, I didn't know what a stable was called. Yeah, yeah. well, that was a stinger. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, and then I asked. Josh, Josh. I asked, oh, oh, huh. hi. How are you? I'm. Not <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Oh no, no, D- D- Derek, could go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I then asked that friend. I was like, "Does he always die?" Because when I still had to fight him. I was like, maybe that just happens for sure, and then you have to fight him anyway. But he was mm. like, no, if you don't, if he doesn't kill him, you have to, to self, you have to fight him twice. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I knew the fight was different if he killed himself. But yeah, that's right. Either you pretty much skip the first phase of the boss fight. If yeah, you crazy. Get him to kill himself. That's pretty cool. Mm. So yeah, that was kind of one of the fun things about it. And, oh, uh, and then it's so fun, like the all of the people are super annoying in that like all of this shit, I, all of this shit happened and you're still like, Oh, the Reapers probably aren't real and everything's fine. And we're humans. So we're so great. Like shut up and like, listen to this freaking person. Like, man. Oh, sounds familiar. No, but, uh, <laughs> um, now the other thing I wanted to mention, just listening to you talk about it. I feel like I was in the minority when it came out and when, uh, everyone's reactions were really similar to what you were saying about Mass Effect, but I really liked part one and the gameplay, and I I was kind of disappointed in the gameplay shift in part two, and only because, you know, at the time, BioWare was primarily known for making RPGs, totally. and, I, and I feel like part one was designed to be more of a action RPG hybrid, which is sure. why, like, when you select your powers, it slows everything down, kind of like, uh, em- like simulating that gameplay style well and like whereas part kotor and stuff it like paused basically while you like selected what to do in those situations and stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah so i felt like it was kind of akin to that and then when part two came along it felt a lot more like a straightforward like third person shooter Uh, it 100 percent does yeah yeah so like i i liked i love two actually i 100 percented both one and two but Um, but yeah, I felt like I was like the only one who, when I would see online discussions and stuff, be like, you know, I kind of liked one more because it was more of the RPG that I was expecting. Whereas this part two feels more like it's kind of abandoning that aspect. Which yeah, it, it did not, not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but like, you know, going into it, especially at the time when, uh, Bioware was fresh off of Jade Empire and KOTOR, like seeing it kind of lose shouts that. out Jade Empire. That game was fucking baller. Mm-hmm. yeah i really like that game i never finished it though it's on my it's on my list of games i finally want to get around to whenever i have more free time but yeah like you know again not that it was bad but i was kind of disappointed and felt like i was the only one disappointed that it yeah. dropped some of those features well and i like in the in the first one like you i feel like you leveled up a lot but you had so many different skill points you could put into things and that's super streamlined in in mass effect 2 as well like there's like each character has like three or four different skill options and it just like takes a bunch of points, to like level them up. Um, so I didn't like how streamlined that was. And I think the, the biggest things in terms of like one, in terms of clunkiness are things like they're like, it's so cover based in terms of the shooting, but there's no like straight up cover button. So you just have to like run into things and like hope that, that <laughs> Shepard decides to take cover. Um, and it's not even like, in terms of like freezing when you're choosing the powers and stuff, just having played two and the fact that you, you can map a few of them. Like I still use the ones outside of that and appreciate the freezing at that point. It just seems like control wise, it, it got streamlined a bit more in, in one as well. Like being able to map, you know, your, your 
companion powers and stuff as well. At least one of one for each one, I feel like felt really useful. It just doesn't just doesn't take it out of the game, take you out of the game as much. But you're you're totally right. It does feel more like I aside from those skill trees and uh, of course the like conversations and stuff the actual gameplay of two it doesn't really feel like an rpg at all mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah so it's... better or worse than andromeda or different <laughs> i think that it's better i think that again there are a bunch of things i that's miss it. from andromeda that's it. Yeah, no, that... no 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 you don't need enough yeah. said i enough said really liked andromeda though yeah Really so you must Andromeda. really, really like this Which one. I do. I, yeah, I'm totally loving it. And I, I, you know, aside from this past few weeks when I seem to just be ripping through games, I don't generally play through games as quickly. And, you know, I literally like the credits rolled on one and then it was like 11 at night. And then the next morning I got up at like seven o'clock and started Mass Effect 2. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm super invested in it. I'm like, which books don't suck so I can like get more of this hey, lore. And, the Saren and book the- is, re- I thought was really good. The Sar- there's a Saren book. I, like I've a- heard there's like four books for the first trilogy and th- the first three are pretty good. And then the last one is like, all of the fans are like, this book doesn't exist. Like do not. Yeah. Cause they change like writers and, and stuff. Yeah, like uh, the Saren book was based around the relationship between him and Anderson. How okay. in the game, how in the game they heavily like imply they have a past relationship or whatever. Well, and they alluded to Anderson like being a, a candidate to be a Spectre at one point, which you know you become the first human Spectre, right? So it mm. obviously didn't work out. Is that what they kind of go into as well? Yeah, it's pretty much all about yeah. that whole story and their interactions. If if I remember correctly, it's kind of like they partner the two of them together and it that's okay. like most of the yeah. plot. If it's been forever since I read it, it was like sure. when the game first came out, but, well, I'm but yeah, that. I remember it being really good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. It's uh, it's, it's been a blast so far. So it's very cool. Who do you guys, you guys, have you guys both played the whole trilogy? I never got around to three. Um, just because so that was a hundred percented one and two, and then didn't even play three. Well, I was trying to get the collector's edition. It sold out. So then I just was waiting for <laughs> collector's the th- edition or bust. Well, collector's edition or sale. Mm, so okay. I was waiting for it to go down in price. And then not necessarily that the negative reaction affected my decision as much, but I heard that the multiplayer was a big part of it. And if you didn't play the multiplayer, or weren't interested in it, it was a lot harder to get like the best endings, which kind of turned uh, me off really? when I read that. Yeah. I don't know if this I don't think this one has multiplayer. If I know I, I have read and I've obviously tried to stay as spoiler free as possible, but I've read that they've changed things on on how to get whichever ending. And, and there is no multiplayer. You're right in the legendary edition. So if there were any multiplayer requirements, they've removed that aspect for this. Right. Yeah. So reading that the multiplayer aspect was not necessarily a requirement, but made it like it made it a lot harder to get the best endings if you didn't want to play multiplayer that kind of turned me off so it became a back burner kind of thing where i was like i'll buy it when i get around to it and i just never got around to it (laughs) yeah and now it's been a decade isn't it isn't it wild that like on the early days of like the 360 and the playstation developers didn't know like what to do with achievements so there would be like achieve like some games that are impossible to like platinum or like 1000 percent um it's like be number one on the multiplayer leaderboards to get like 50 <laughs> gamer points hey now 
on there was a Naruto game where I actually was able to get one of those types of achievements. Oh, really? But it was worth zero points to be fair. So it was it was around the time where they started wising up. So oh yeah, the really really hard ones would either be zero points or or just kind of like a low amount of points, so it didn't discourage people. But it was a zero point achievement, and it was basically like be Hokage on the leaderboards, and. It was like only the top 10 in the world could be Hokage at once. And anyone who was like below that would get knocked down a rank. So like that was the only time I was able to get something like that. And that was mostly because I got it when it first came out and was just doing nothing but multiplayer before the player base (laughs) got too big. I I do want to say like shouts out to those old Naruto fighting games on the 360. Those are I, I watched none none of it none of it i i read uh, a bunch of it in the uh, shonen jump monthly but um those games were very very fun and really really in depth and i had a, um, a buddy of mine we would we would always buy like the most current um dragon ball z budokai game and then also like the most current like naruto fighting game and just would just devour them so shouts out shouts out to to those two series because you know you guys uh you know dragon ball z and naruto they they don't get as much attention as i feel like they deserve um so (laughs) i just want to give shouts out to to those two those those two underground cult classics (laughs) The, the funny thing a quick story about that game so I went in with a particular strategy because everybody would try to use these really like flashy moves that took forever to do right so I purposely started picking Sakura because she had no special move. She just had a, like a quick spell that boosted her attack strength. So I would pick her all the time and I would just rush in and focus on like basic combos while they're all trying to pull off this like Rasengan and Mangekyo Sharingan bullshit. And so I kept beating people whenever they would try to pull off these complex moves. And I don't think I played a game where I got so much hate mail telling me <laughs> that I was like a, a cheater and a spammer or, oh or like play the game because... I would pick Sakura of all of all people and just fist fight them instead of trying to do all this like magic bull crap. So, huh? Like of all of all the characters, it was Sakura who they were accusing me of of being che- uh, cheap with. Which... So did you? Um, did you? Is she basically like a Dan from Street Fighter kind of thing? Not exactly, but like a lot of the main characters would have like really like flashy powerful moves whereas a lot of the other like lower tier characters in the story at least like sakura or like for example like ten ten or whoever they wouldn't have any special abilities so their abilities would get replaced by say healing or a defense buff or a or an attack buff and that kind of stuff so i would just focus on the buffs while they were trying to do all these special moves and in the meantime, they were like left completely defenseless. So I was able to lock them into like combos and stuff while they were trying to pull those moves off. <laughs> Hell yeah. So it'd be like Itachi versus Sakura and she just like mops the floor with him. It's completely ridiculous. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and speaking of completely ridiculous, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I know we've been spending a lot of time. But in the interim while we've been talking, I remember that we played through the entire co-op story of Balin Wonderworld and it was fucking atrocious. I, I saw you posting about that. Like, Balin, is it Balin what? Wonderland? What Wonder the world? F- Wonder fuck? world? What is this? Oh, is this, shit. A, is this well, a water world sequel? We're, we're, we're too late into the show. I'll, like the next time I'm on, I'll have to talk about it in more detail. But if you look it up, it's a game that's made by one of Sonic's creators, like the same guy who made Billy Hatcher and let's tap on the, on the Wii. Okay. And 
the long story short is his company got hired by Square Enix. Square Enix wanted him to make a fantasy star type RPG, but his passion is platformers, even though he hasn't made a good platformer in like 25 years. <laughs> so they gave them they gave him their full like financial backing and they advertise the game a lot apparently not enough because you didn't know what i was talking about yeah but, um they even had like this whole they dedicated a whole section of their like nintendo direct like their square enix version of a nintendo direct to it so they did have marketing there and their attitude was basically like we're going to give you our full backing to help you accomplish your fully realized vision but if it doesn't work out then you're never making a platformer again <laughs> at least as long as you're working with us Okay. And fast forward to release, and it's a pretty uh, early candidate for worst game of the year. It's, no way. Damn. I'll, I'll put it this way. It's a platformer where half of the suits in the game don't let you jump. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Um, It's like every control, every button on the control does the same thing. And the ability that you have in the game is dictated by which suit you're wearing, but you can only wear one suit at a time. So. If there's a suit that jumps or flies, then it can't attack. And if there's a suit that can oh attack, it can't jump. And it's a platformer, so most of the times you're going to have to jump. Jump and attack. Yeah. And it's just, it's just this weird situation where, you know, a lot of times when games suck, it's because of, like, glitches or because it's unpolished or because they didn't have enough time or whatever the case. This game felt like this went exactly as they planned and just the game that they had envisioned ended up being a really, really shitty game. Okay. Like, it's crazy. So I'll, so I can talk about Mighty, it more. Mighty number nine? Uh, pretty much. But, like, Mighty number nine at least worked as intended. Like, there's there's literally suits in this game that you have no control over when they activate. Like, if you read the, char- the um, description of the power, it'll say, like, oh, this character turns into... Uh, this character starts running fast when it feels like it. Like that's the <laughs> literal description of the power. <laughs> so then you'll be like walking along a platform and then all of a sudden they'll start speeding ahead like Sonic and then you just run off the stage and die. What's the benefit of the, of these suits? Do they run like really fast? Like I, like sometimes some of them are needed to unlock certain rooms or on, only certain enemies can be hurt by the suit. But the thing that sucks about that too is that the suits are consumable. So if you get hit, you lose the suit. And each suit is only accessible in like certain stages. So say, say I'm in world five and I'm wearing a suit that I need to like move a, move a box and I get hit before I move the box, but that costume could only be found in world two. So now I have to quit world five, go back to world two to get the suit from world two and then go back to world five and hope I don't get hit while I'm wearing it or I'll have to go back and get it all over again. That, that reminds me of, um, Kirby and the the crystal shards you mm-hmm. you would uh, at least I I would go to certain levels to get like serpent 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 certain weapon combos and then go and like play the game and I got hit I'd be like oh alright fuck, fuck it and then I'd quit the level and go back to like another stage to get like a weapon combo and then go from there right yeah go from and, there and when you throw in the co-op it just got so much worse but again I'll, I'll talk about it in more detail next time because I have a feeling I'll still be playing it because Megan wants me to help her get the platinum trophy on it so we could delete it and pretend it never happened. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I think that's it for stuff we've been going. Oh, uh, more graphics card adventures and woes. <laughs> um, I, uh, I got, uh, I got ballsy again after I fixed my card and, uh, 
I went to do the probably the riskiest thing you could do, a graphics card, and flash the BIOS on it. And uh, I flashed the BIOS on it, and uh, it's still working. But uh, apparently, this card was used in some of the um, Apple uh, Apple Pro series, like the what's what's their like big like tower Mac Pro Mac Pros, the Mac Pro series, and um, the the memory timings they put on that Apple put on the card um, is is crazy crazy good i'm getting the performance like super overclocked at like stock speeds so shouts out uh um tim jobs you know big shouts out big plus ghost of tim jobs tom collins appreciate it that's that's it and um i did a i did the taxes for a friend of mine and her boyfriend gave me an rx 580 graphics card to give to my dad built my dad a new computer and uh, nice. we're going to get him up on some Flight Sim 2020. Ooh. So pretty hyped for that. Uh, Better start know, downloading it. It's going to take you a while. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we you might not have heard it, but there was a um, because we were trained to uh, fix these issues. We had a we had a uh, a recording glitch in this episode, but. We've we've teamed up with some great tutors and trainers that have, have taught us the skills and the ways of podcasting. Our friends, the only advertisers on Geekscape.net work <laughs> show Geekscape Games, we know podcasting. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. So on to the news, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much to the folks at We Know Podcasting for... Uh, that message and for helping us i don't know i i think part of the big reason i'm back into podcasting both on this show and both with the xbox game passengers podcast is that uh <laughs> mostly that we know podcasting's matt kelly pressured me for a long time and i finally gave into it but i'm so glad that i did because i'm so glad to be back talking with you guys um yeah we're through all the games we've been playing it's been a fairly slow my news- mic was muted <laughs> Oh, I've been talking. Fuck. Apparently we don't know podcasting. <laughs> you see how I just rolled with it organically, Shane, and nobody knew. And there was only a small, awkward, silent gap before I, I realized talking, it. I was talking the whole time. And then you just, I was like, man. You're steaming, ro- steamrolling you. And then I was saying that, you know, um, I had no influence on your decision to get back to podcasting. 
I, I mean, we've been talking forever about potentially coming back to it, but um, that's you know, a really I, weird way saying like, no, Shane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You and I was trying me. to, you know, talk up my friends at We Know Podcasting. So yeah, use thanks, use offer code uh, um, uh, offer code Balen Wonderwall um, when you sign up for <laughs> We Know Podcasting dot com. <laughs> So on to the news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was making like a back to the news. Get ready for the Battlefield 6 bi-weekly update. Are you boys ready for it? I'm ready. Boys, we got some actual leaked content, leaked screenshots from a closed beta trailer. It is Battlefield. There's there's weather. There's a lot of weather. There's Levolution. Levolution 2 um the levelated uh, if you're not familiar with any of the battlefield series they i believe it was three or four three or four one of those they um brought this g- gimmick called levolution into the um the uh the maps where at some point sometimes you could trigger it or sometimes it would it would just happen um but uh there would be a a map changing event in the game, like um, on wake Island, like a hurricane would come through and it would um, crash from the aircraft carriers. And that would split apart or, or on uh, Caspian Valley, the big radio tower would fall over and like knock a hole in the wall. And then there'd be a debris. There was another map where it would flood and then um, you would lose like the bottom. It was like a, um, a underpass type level. And then you'd have to use uh, like jet skis and boats to get around. Um, so it looks like in the stuff that got leaked, um, there's going to be a lot of new Levolution looks. I mean, they were like low res screenshots, so you can't really tell about fidelity, but it, I'm getting more and more hyped and excited. Uh, we should start seeing some official content released in June for that. And I don't think I've been hyped for a Battlefield game since um since the Battlefield last one. F- since Battlefield Four. No, I didn't even play five. Um I was hyped for Battlefield One, but barely barely played it. Barely played it. Mm. So, so um yeah, yeah they did Stout. tweet out uh that they would be talking about it in June. So Yeah. Well they, they it it got pushed to June. They were actually supposed to talk like originally supposed to talk about it like two weeks ago. Right, um, but but then everything got pu- everything got pushed to June, um, and then the only other thing that I really, 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 really wanted to talk about was um, the uh, the new division. Like we had, like there was like a like a hard leak from like a closed beta um, uh, test, and it was a uh, like the introduction video. Like, hey, thank you for coming to this closed beta. This is you know this is the, our new game, the division Heartlands. And they're explaining it, and the best, the, the um, and I'll go into into detail. But at the end of the video, the uh, the person that was, um, um, you know, giving you the rundown said, "And remember, you're under NDA, so don't share or leak any, <laughs> don't share or leak anything, because, um, you know, we want to keep this a surprise. So don't be the person that ruins this for everyone else." <laughs> and I was like, Ugh, I feel, um, I feel, you know feel bad for that but um division uh heartlands um new game free to play uh player versus player versus or player versus environment versus player so uh in the pre-show derek said that somebody attributed it to um the dark zone which i think would be a good um good example 
it, the map that they had in there seemed pretty open and sprawling. Like one of the dark zone maps in the division were were pretty small from my from my experience and and the slice that I've um, I've played. This seemed really open, like a whole area, and then there would be these pockets of the infection that you'd go into. That you would um, I don't know what the gameplay mechanic was, but you know they would be on the map as these orange blobs. Um, interested to see how the free-to-play goes it could be like a weird mashup between uh like ghost recon and the division i like what i liked about the division is that you could play it by yourself um or like drop in a club that was i'm wondering if this is going to be like a forced online thing but um all that stuff is being scrubbed ubisoft is doing some hard dmca takedowns i've never seen a dmca takedown on reddit before (laughs) and it's like this has been removed but um that has me fairly hyped fairly hyped and i'm looking in this list right here rambo and john mcclane are in warzone yeah didn't you see this no i did not see yeah this. it's like the new it's it's like part of the current season three event um so there's like an 80 it's called the 80s action hero event uh it starts tomorrow actually so may 20th the day this actually this episode should come out uh i i don't know if they've talked about pricing i assume that they're gonna be premium skins that you can buy but yeah john rambo john mcclain they're adding nakatomi plaza to the verdansk map uh for for at least this period of time Hell yeah. um yeah it's I, the the original article that i saw uh john mcclain looked terrible on but the trailer has since come out and i think he looks a little bit better but i i think that this is pretty sick i have never i i've bought like the see like i bought like the season two battle pass for modern warfare i haven't spent any uh, any additional money on on like I'm, i've never been like a premium skin guy i would probably buy this i could buy this i still have call of duty points left over you know, I, I, I would i would say that if it's anything like the um um what do you call it the the last little event you had to do like little submissions, like, like go to this area and, and do this or, um, uh, you know, do so many of these, you know, collect six of this or whatever. And then you could yeah. get, get the premium skin. The last one you had to do, um, there was special contracts or like in-game bounties that you had to do that right. O- yes, that yeah. only appeared in three areas. So you, if you did all of those, then you could unlock within this- one round. No, 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 just in general. Just so so yeah. it's like go to the farmland, pick up this this um this bounty and do the mission. And the thing that made it really intense is that it only showed up in three areas and everybody was just rushing for those areas. So they were it was bedlam, absolute absolute fucking bedlam. And uh, so I'm wondering if it's going to be if it's going to be like that at all. Hype for that. Hyped for that. I'm going to I'm going to make sure my game is updated. Yeah, they're those are tough. I, like, because I, I have a, I play between an Xbox Series X and an Xbox Series S, depending on, you know, <laughs> depending on what I feel like. I, I, I change consoles, and um, and my Series S is generally hooked up to my I have my high refresh rate monitor. Um, so mostly I play Wars. I don't, I don't play Warzone often, but I I usually play it on uh, my Series S, which has a 512 gigabyte SSD, which Call of, you know, if I want to have both Cold War and uh, Warzone installed, that's pretty much half of it. And that's freaking horrible. (laughs) 
it's I don't understand like how just like buy a disc, just buy the disc. They don't they don't are you joking? Just buy the disc. Buy the, First buy of the, all, just buy the Warzone disc. Secondary, the, like discs don't do anything these days. The disc has like the license on it. The, there's no there's nothing the disc isn't gonna do it isn't gonna do anything for me. And also the series S doesn't oh, have a disc oh, you, drive. Are you are you saying the disc doesn't do anything for you, Derek? The 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 Series S does not have a disc drive either. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I was trying to provide a solution and I just got shot down. It Typical... wasn't a solution. That's a terrible <laughs> suggestion. I mean, yeah, you literally can't put a disc in it. Like deal with the hard drive space. But what would what like an optical had... disc is not fast like it's not fast enough. And whatever version shift on that optical disc, all of that is probably worthless and gone at that point anyway. It was it was an attempt at a solution to help. And I'm getting like here, it, stick this disc in your Xbox Series S. I didn't no I don't know I don't know what consoles got disc drives anymore. There is no solution aside from they should make these games a little bit less big because it's uncompressed audio, man. It's all uncompressed audio. Mm audio is really it's good. annoying like the ps my ps5 i think i have five games on it and the hard drive's already full yeah yeah and that's not even if that's like an 800 something gig, gigabyte ssd this mm-hmm. the, the 500 on the i i think it, i think it is literally i've got the mass effect legendary collection i've got cold war i've got Warzone, and i think i have fallout 76 on there and that's it and it's full yeah, it's does nobody insane. does nobody buy CDs anymore? Maybe well, up I mean, in Alaska where it takes four forty days to download anything. Yeah, I mean, even when it's on hey. disc, though, it still copies the whole thing to the hard drive, so it doesn't really make a difference. And it sucks. Right. It's terrible, and I hate it. All right, okay. Hey, what do you mean people buy don't buy discs uh, in Alaska? Hello, Derek. No, I said you do in Alaska. Yeah, because you, it takes forty you, days to download anything. Yeah, but didn't you just buy a disc? No, they didn't ship to Alaska. But you bought a disc. Oh, I did. I didn't buy a disc. I bought a Taylor Swift signature that just happens to come with a disc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair play. Fair play. You know, if it didn't come with the disc, I would be totally fine with that. I already pre-ordered the vinyl, so. All right. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. You're poo-pooing optical media, but you're over here fucking collecting shit from the 1800s? <laughs> oh, oh, dude, it's such a warm sound. Look at that. It's great. It's so much better than CDs. It's way more convenient, too. It is not convenient at all. You have to want to <laughs> listen to it. Um, especially because, like, I got speakers all over my... I can just speak into the air and music starts playing. Like, But I, I, I like that. I like I do like you, the record you, player. Do you often not speak into the air? <laughs> you know what? I can just say, hey, hey, like, hey, virtual assistant, play this song in whatever room and, and it can play it. But still, I choose to, you know, buy some some records based on some artists that I really enjoy or some, you know, Mondo things that I really like. Or some, um, some some mid two thousands movies. Who directed that? But movie? also the 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 if I choose to buy a vinyl record and I put it on my turntable, it doesn't have to download a different two hundred gigabytes because the record has changed since the time that I purchased it. Like, w- yeah, okay, you're comparing <laughs> records. You're comparing to- records. 
No, no, we, we shifted it. We shifted stories. All right. I, I, I conceded. I conceded. And you're like, oh, discs are dumb. And then I was like, wait, okay, maybe this particular. I didn't say discs are dumb. I said it didn't this, make sense in terms of it wasn't going to do anything for my heart. Maybe this particular disc based media could be. Okay. All right. I'll concede. But you were just making fun of discs themselves. And then I, I realized the hypocrisy. Hypocrite. I wasn't making fun of discs. I was making fun of your slow internet. <laughs> and then you were talking about even more disc-based media. Uh, you have a turntable. What what's the problem? <laughs> I've got multiple turntables. But see, I use those for work. Maybe I do as well. Okay. I told you I could DJ. You could DJ. Josh will be. We'll sell some suits. It'll be great. And then I'll play some video games. Finally. Finally. As long finally. as one of us does. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of, of one of us does and getting to work, I, I, I think I need, uh, let's get through any more important news because I got I to gotta, I gotta dip dip. Yeah, speaking of things to download that aren't on the disc. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Just just hours ago, the news. Of course, they decided to wait to drop it until Mass Effect Legendary came out, which I've been waiting for forever. But uh, the Last of Us Two had just got like a sixty frames per second patch for PS Five. So as soon as I finish Mass Effect, I can go ahead and do a replay. It's I th- like it's it's using the PlayStation like backwards compatibility, so they can't do much. They can't change a lot. Um, but just like God of War and a few of the other uh, Sony. Uh, published games they've removed the frame cap from it so it runs around 60 frames per second um i don't think still that there is a better looking game that's come out since the last of us 2 so to be able to see that in in you know twice the frame rate in a in a very cinematic 60 frames per second i'm just uh, just super hyped for that so um that that was the news i was most excited for um as well as the 80s action heroes pack for call of duty warzone base why where are the other like there are a lot of uh, 80s action heroes where are the other ones where's jean-claude i i i will not did you guys like it's not exactly 80s action heroes but did you see how like ryu and chun li are being added to the power rangers game no and they have and they have like they uh aside from the ranger costume they have like a dlc costume that makes them look like students at angel grove from like the early 90s power ranger show Hell no yeah! Way. Hell yeah! Yeah, dude, I'm okay. super excited. This is the for like that. Power Rangers that game. game that's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I, I think yeah, it comes cool. out a week from Tuesday, but yeah, they're adding Ryu and Chun Li from Street Fighter to the game as as Rangers. Hell Crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah! <sighs> that's it. That's it for me. That's it. That's it. Skull Josh, and Bones got uh, delayed again. Sounds like a wrap. That's never coming out. That's who cares about skull and bones except for uh, George W. Bush. Oh, shit. You beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) I do not understand what you're talking about. Google George W. Bush. Just just straight up. I don't think skull and bones will come up automatically when you just search for George W. Bush. (laughs) It's like the first just click. I'm feeling lucky. And <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna get the Wikipedia page for 9/11. Oh, it's a secret society. 
<laughs> Not a, oh, <laughs> skull and bones. All right, that's it, everybody. Thank you for coming here for level one eighty four. Please, please follow. Please, please, Ben. <laughs> We're begging you. Follow us on socials at Geekscape Games on Twitter. Check out We Know Podcasting. Also, supplementary shouts out to DJ Tony H for being the drop shipper so Derek could get his signature plus bonus obsolete disc based media. It's it, they don't ship to they didn't ship to Canada. I gave they Derek my Alaska. gave Derek two of my addresses and he, and then it wouldn't ship there. So I called in a favor. So shouts out DJ Tony H in Seattle. Check out his label Late Night Munchies Music. Follow him on Twitch twitch.tv slash official Tony H. Homie from way back has a record label in Seattle. Amazing DJ, amazing producer. Does some awesome Twitch festivals. Show him some love. If you got a, a prime sub on Twitch, go there. Shouts out. Do Duke uh, chat command uh, exclamation point Shane. You'll get a special surprise. That's it. Check us out on on Twitter. <laughs> I think you talked about that Twitch channel for longer than you played Strider today yeah that's true that's true and you know what maybe if maybe if strider made some banging house music Mm -hmm. i would be i'd be more apt to talk about it Mm -hmm. okay bye maybe if you give strider two a try it'll be it'll have more (laughs) you're looking for (laughs) good night hey good night everybody you're listening to the geekscape network 